Welcome back to Travolting. Hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore. Covering Mobland. Enjoy the episode. August 30th and I've been here since 10 a.m. You've been here for three and a half hours. Yeah, I've been here for three and a half hours and we're just now starting to record our episode. Talking about Mobland. That we just watched together. We did. How much did that cost you? $20. Actually, no, I got it for $4 off because of Amazon pre... um, like, You know like Amazon lets you do that thing where it's like, arrive on your Amazon day and we'll give you a $2 digital code. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, if you like go on Amazon, you order something. It's gonna the options for delivery are gonna be like next day, um, no or no rush, or the third one will be like your Amazon day, mm-hmm. which is like you pick a day of the week and that's your day and that's when all your packages come. Yeah. And so I, if you do that or no rush, it'll give you two dollars in digital like points. Okay. Which you can use towards a digital purchase through Amazon. Which is just, I'm not, I'm, why am I here hyping up Amazon? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you're hyping up Amazon. But anyway, I I did that twice, so I got $4 in that that I used against this rental. So it cost me fifteen ninety nine. Good for you. Yeah. fifteen ninety nine to rent this, because it just came out. It came out. So, folks, little, little whoopsies from your friends, Jeff and Stuart. Mostly your friend, uh, Jeff. <laughs> Excuse me? Um, Excuse me. Yeah. This is full whoops of Jeff. So... We never said we were going to do this episode on any episode because I didn't quite know when this movie was coming out. And so then it said coming out August 6th. And I'm like, all right, Stuart, we're recording that weekend. And uh, we weren't available. I'm like, we'll do it next weekend. And then I check and it's like, well, actually, it only came out in theaters on August 6th in like Texas. Yeah. Like there's like one theater in the country that was playing it. Right. So whoopsie, it doesn't come out in digital until the 25th. Okay. Which is why you folks are now hearing this episode a week after the 25th. Yeah. Um, you were expecting an episode this week on the nut job. <laughs> you were mistaken, my friends. Because instead you're getting Mobland. Yes. You were getting Mobland. Hi, everybody. It's yeah. Stuart. Um, if you can tell, I'm back in yeah. my Travolting era voice. Yeah, he's, he's back to... Yeah, because... Um, as we all know, this is a uh, travolting. Usually, at this stage, we are presents the Fraser's Edge, but yeah, for this, yeah. Are back covering to uh, d- diving deep into the filmography of Brendan Fraser. But today, we're going back, back in time to our first love, our first passion, our first heartbreak, John Travolta, um, who is still working, still alive, he's still, still pumping, he's still out do- these mediocre ass <laughs> action movies. He's still doing shit. Yeah. Um. And we will continue to talk about them. Yes, um, we will. You seem very excited. Um, uh, I just, like, nothing surprises me with this guy anymore. Yeah. That's the problem with this whole movie. Is I don't know. Is there any context that you have to add? I mean, the movie literally just came out. Yeah, the, the, only, the only context about this movie 
is that is yet the next in the line of the Travolta exploitation movies that we've been talking about um, for years within the context of his career. Um, How long has he been in this era? When was it? What was the first movie? Taking a Pelham. We we roughly said taking a Pelham was kind of the transition point. Um, but if you want to just like go through the actual movies, it's like From Paris with Love. It's been over a decade now. Fuck. Because it's From Paris with Love, Killing Season, The Forger, Life on the Line, Criminal Activities, Valley of Violence, I Am Wrath, Gotti, Speed Kills, Trading Paint, Poison Rose, Fanatic, Paradise City, uh, Die Hard, Now Mobland. And he's got a few more projects yeah. coming out. Coming up soon includes Cash Out, Cash Out 2. <laughs> Just very excited about Cash Out, Cash Out 2. <laughs> Just excited that they already shot the sequel and the first one hasn't come out yet. What if the second one comes out before the first one? They should do that. They really should do that. I think they should. I think that's perfect. Uh, the Cash Out, Cash Out 2, The Shepherd, That's Amore, and Assassination. That's Amore starring John Travolta, Catherine Heigl. Yeah, and Christopher, Christopher Walken. And Dan Aykroyd. That's the only folks who are billed right now. The thing it. is, that movie is maybe my most anticipated movie ever. It's Nick Vallelonga. We're back, baby. Nick Vallelonga, Green Book. He's when back. And the moon, it's your... And I'll save it for the episode. I'll save it for when that episode comes out. Yeah. Because uh, we're not talking about that some more. Right? We're talking about Mobland. We're talking about Mobland, a movie... Uh, Once again, released by Saban Films. Saban Films. Saban Films. However uh, you say however it. However you say it. Directed by Nicholas Maggio. Um, and... Like a long line of Saban films, uh, this is another first-time director. Jeff and I, when we were watching this, we actually talked. You know, Jeff and I both want to be film directors. You think Saban films just like picks up any like person off the street and be like, "Hey, you want to be a filmmaker? How's a eighteen million dollar budget movie sound?" Stuart, I'm now. I'm currently looking at the Wikipedia article list of Saban films releases. Can we? Do you think we could get that? We could get that deal. I am pretty sure that we could. You have no idea how many movies are on this list. A lot. There are so many. Yeah. Um. Look at this. I'm going to flip my iPad around. Look at this. This is the list of some Oh, my God. They released so many in one year. Yeah. Can I run through their 2023 um, schedule? Yeah. In 2023, they released The Old Way, Ambush, Supercell, Assassin, The Best Man, Amy, The Flood, The Island, Shrapnel, Mobland, and coming up, Three Days in Malai, and, or Malay, and then Nandor, Fodor, and The Talking Mongoose. <laughs> what is their, like, company motto? We make shitty movies? Like, I'm going to sabanfilms.com. Let's see what they're saying. It's a capital group, first and foremost. Oh, great. About. Launched in 2014, Saban Films is a boutique North American acquisition and distribution company based in L.A. that has built an impressive slate of high-quality feature films they distribute in conjunction with their studio partner, Lionsgate. Focusing on commercial, talent-driven films, the company looks at projects at all stages in production for strategic release across multiple platforms. Saban tailors each release based on the unique characteristics of their films, ranging from day-and-date VOD releases to mid-scale traditional theatricals. Saban Films was established by Haim Saban and was led by Bill Bromley, who serves as president, and Shannon Becker as chief financial officer. High quality. What? <laughs> Selected slate. Mobland at the top of the page. 
Oh my god, look at this lineup here. Look at these guys. Their selected slate page is a picture of Travolta, a picture of Nick Cage, a picture of Jason Momoa, I think? A picture of Mel Gibson, another picture of John Travolta, and a picture of Kevin Bacon. More Mel Gibson. Oh my goodness. Alec Baldwin? God, they're really they're really taking all the wash ups. More Mel there's so much Mel Gibson that they've released. That's crazy. I figured out what their motto should be. What? Saban Films, the retirement providers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did Fat Man, the Mel Gibson as Santa movie. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? No. Because I did. <laughs> you you saw Fat Man? I did I did see Fat Man. Alright, let's get back to Mobland. Yeah. Enough fat man, more mob land. Thank you. I'm just gonna let that sit. Yeah. Um, um, context for this movie, um, it, it's you know it's it's shot by this guy Nicholas Maggio, um, first time director who wanted to make a movie. Yeah. Um, this movie was originally called American Metal in production. It was changed <laughs> to Mobland after Saban bought it. I don't know American where, Metal. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. This movie starts off with like a racing arc. And that immediately goes, leaves it. Yeah, it goes away in the first ten minutes. We never see racing stuff again. Yeah. And the thing about this movie is it's marketed as like a Travolta vehicle. Like he's on all the posters. He's not the main character of this movie. No. Um, the best thing I can say this movie is, mm-hmm. um, is it's like a Travolta exploitation style knockoff of No Country for Old Men. Yes. And if you've seen that movie, Travolta's playing the um, Tommy Lee Jones equivalent. Yes. Um, who's like the sheriff who's like in over his head trying to like drastically catch up with this massive or this big conspiracy that's occurring. Yeah. And he in can't a small town in yes. Mississippi. Yes. By a New Orleans mob. Yes. <laughs> yes. What the hell? Um and the thing that Travolta does in this movie well is he's mostly just confused for most of the time and he seems to be doing that okay. Mm-hmm. Um but the rest of it's maybe a little questionable. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Did you have a little burp? I said a little burp. We just had pizza before this, so we're all we a little did. bit gassy. Yeah, a little gas. You know. A little gassy. You miss, you you know, mistakes are made. Uh, yeah. May the bridges I burn light my way or whatever the fucking saying is. In this darkness, this has been a lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, if she listens to this, that's just for you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, do you want to just dive into this plot? No. I, there's not much to say. <laughs> there's not much to say. Okay. Sure, yeah. We'll dive into the plot. Do you like how I've, re- yeah, I've, recap- I've recaptured my Travolting energy? And I think I owe that to the audience. You Folks, for a little, like, uh, Travolting context corner, um, <laughs> while you are listening to this in between our Gimme Shelter and Nut Job episodes, um, we're currently recording this shortly before we record our No Sudden Move Whale and Batgirl episodes. Yeah, shit that I'm actually excited yeah. for. <laughs> so this not only is just like an, an unwanted return to Travolta, but for Stuart especially, it is an unwanted return to Travolta immediately before and delaying the movies he is actually looking forward to talking about. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, which adequately explains the energy um, in this episode. Well, not to mention, like, and I think this is a perfect example because for, and and I don't put the blame on anybody for this, but this is an episode that I have a, kind of a short turnaround because we're yeah. recording this Wednesday. You might be listening to this on Friday. Yeah. Uh, uh, September, September 1st. And so, but I say that, I say this in a regard because if we say something in the nutjob episode 
that seems a little bit weird or invalid because it was like took place two months ago you should know that we have like built up like a full we've recorded like 10 episodes ahead yeah we're multiple months ahead for the most part for the fraser's edge yeah but this episode (laughs) we're doing two days before it comes out so it feels like i can actually talk to the audience of today and not the audience of two months later yeah because like when we're recording how's your summer been (laughs) Some of these Fraser episodes, and we're just like, God, can you believe Trump got indicted for the second time? <laughs> like, or also, it's like, hey, like I hear the writers are going on strike. Gee, I hope that's over in like two days. Mm-hmm. And we're still here. And we're still here. Like I said, we're back to the original impetus of the show, which is you and me, unemployed filmmakers, sitting around talking about John Travolta. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it really. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, yes. Okay, so this movie, yeah. um, Mobland, mm-hmm. is set in. Uh, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I do like that. According to the Wikipedia article, yes. um, this is set in Dixie, Dixie, Mississippi. No, just Dixie, like the entire South. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the Wikipedia. Okay. Deep in the heart of Dixie, and I click on because Dixie is hyperlinked, as we know. Wikipedia loves to hyperlink. Yeah, and you click on it, it brings you to the South. <laughs> Did it give you the whole like thing where it's like, hey, if everybody donated like one dollar right now, then we wouldn't need to fund ourselves for like the next twenty no, years? It's been a little bit since I've seen that. I just saw it recently. Uh, maybe maybe they just finished. Guys, it. donate to Wikipedia. Like, let's stop them from having to ask us and only getting like ten percent people donating. Wikipedia at this point should be government subsidized. Like, the government should just fund Wikipedia. Honestly, I agree. Yeah, like I think it is. It is past the point of being a fun website to go to. And now it's like it, an actual... It's like a vital resource. <laughs> it, should, it should just be funded. Like NPR. Yes. Yeah, but um. anyway... Speaking about a vital resource that needs to be funded, uh, John Travolta's career. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? I thought that was good. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, he's not laughing, but it's okay. I, I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it's all right. I thought it was funny. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Um, so, yeah, we start the movie with uh, some racing stuff. Yes. And then we get the hitman explain, talking about a story. Wait, is that him? Yeah, the hitman opens the movie. Does he? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I have no memory of this, and we just watched this movie. Like an hour ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he no, he opens the movie with the story about, um, you're like, who am I? Am I the man? Am I the driver? Or am I the man in the back seat? He's like, I don't know. And then he kills the dude. Really? Yeah, that's no how the movie starts. No memory of it. And then we cut to the two brothers. Well, really one of the brothers with his wife and daughter, and he's like working on cars. I guess he works okay. on cars. Immediate problem with this movie. Yes. The Hitman is played by Stephen Dorff. I'm so sorry. The movie does not open with Stephen Dorff uh, opening. It's actually John Travolta with the deer. Okay, no, yes. no, 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 no. Wait, no, you're second, right. Yeah, the, that's the, the second the scene second in the movie. Though. Yeah. That's the second. This is a very memorable film in case it wasn't it's obvious. It's the second scene in the movie that John Travolta is hunting a deer and kills yeah. a deer. Jeff, you had a great line at the very beginning. What was that about deer? Oh, I'm sick and tired of movies opening with deers getting killed. <laughs> Every horror movie starts with them like hitting a deer on the road, um, or like some guy, or some guy who's in grief shooting a deer, and then at the end of the movie he shoots somebody. In the same way as the deer. Yeah. Um, we saw a horror movie recently called Talk to Me, and it's set in Australia. I've been wanting to watch that. I, I think hear, I hear it's pretty good. The thing that um, the best part of the movie is that. It starts with the deer, you know, set up. Yeah. Except because it's in Australia, it's a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> the deer of the Austra- of yeah. Australia. Yeah. Um, but it's like the exact same. It's like the same as like, you know, Get Out or... Um, not that Get Out is a 
stereotypical movie to get at is incredible, and it is one of the few <laughs> good uses of the deer. I love your like. I love, you're trying to be very safe with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just like. But I hear you. No, I. So understand. many like uh, the invitation did it. Um, great. It's crazy. Anyway, um, so Charles just shoots a deer, and then he comes over and he, you know, looks at the deer. Mm-hmm. And then we're with Travolta talking to like his shrink or doctor or something, right? Uh, yeah. and he's talking about how he's like he's he's lost someone. But here, so here's the problem, folks. Is I I don't know if you clocked this, Jeff, but we when we go to one of the main brothers, played by Kevin Dillon, or the the main guy, the main guy, the main, main guy is played by Shiloh Fernandez. Shiloh Fernandez. Uh, Shiloh Fernandez playing Shelby Connor um, is working on like a truck. He's like a mechanic of some sort, Shelby Connors. Mm-hmm. And he gets approached by his boss who says, hey, uh, so-and-so, I don't remember what the name was, but they said so-and-so is going to take some days off. I'm going to need you to work more shifts. And he's like, oh, that's great. Thank you. He's like, what ha- what's happened to so-and-so? Oh, his son died. He's like, oh, no, it's so sad. And then it cuts to Travolta being sad. And your normal inclination is is like, oh, is this like Travolta's son? Is that the- what he's mourning? But I don't think but it then, is. But then you find out that Travolta's the sheriff of the town. Yeah. So why w- he wouldn't be covering any of Travolta's ships as a mechanic. Yeah. So then who is Travolta mourning in this movie? I think he's just sad. I think, he's just, I think he's having that Tommy Lee Jones and No Country thing where he's like just sad about getting old and time changing, but we never, you know, none of this is ever adequately um, conveyed Yeah, through either the art of dialogue, yeah. the art of cinematography, uh-huh. the art of storytelling. Uh-huh. None of this is conveyed. He's just sad. <laughs> it's yeah. just, Charles are walking around, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, police. I'm with the police. <laughs> that at one point is great and i to kind of step again away a little bit from the movie i am so like travolta's done with these roles i'm yeah. sorry but he is like when I, we watch travolta try to be like the sheriff of the town and you think about casting a sheriff of any small town western yeah. drug style movie like tommy lee jones i can buy as the old grizzled yeah. sheriff and i can think of a million other actors who i could buy into that role yeah, travolta does not it doesn't work right travolta he can't do it because like i'm sorry to say like but he is still like He's still Danny Zuko, and what I mean yeah. by that, it's like he's still got like the the lightning. He's got the grease. Like yeah, he's I, he's yeah, like standing around talking like this. I'm not quite convinced that you know he's a threat to threat to criminals or any such kind. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much exactly just like that. That's actually a pretty good impression. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot you with the police. Can you say that exact same tone? It's like not t- not tie yourself up in the bed. Tie yourself up in the bed. <laughs> Come on, get now. Tie yourself up. <laughs> Dad is coming. Fuck! All right, here I come. I'm <laughs> take the cowboy hat off. Shut <laughs> It's too much. No, no, no more. No, no more. Badge no. got to come off, too. Can't be, no, 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 can't no, no, be, no, phila- can't be caught philandering as an agent of the law. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Stop. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Okay. Move it up. Move it up. Move it up. No, no, no. Sure. 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 Sure
<laughs> Please, Jeff, stop, stop. Okay. okay I'm, I'm done. Okay. Or am I? <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> the, the joke has been said. It, we've proven it to be successful. Yeah. It is enough. It yeah. is done. Thank you. It is finished. It is finished. <laughs> it is finished. <laughs> it is finished. You have to do the whole episode. I can't. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So <laughs> Travolta's there. We're introduced <laughs> to the. Two- I'm gonna that gonna- that guy. So I'm sorry. So 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 sorry. So so, so sorry. That whole bit that Jeff was doing. Imagine if that guy had to be like an intimidating yeah. sheriff. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole problem. That is the problem with Travolta in this movie. Yeah, he can't be the sheriff anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry, Travolta. I mean. He's stuck in this like toilet bowl cycle <laughs> where it's like a swirl of he's he you know has to work he does these movies um which don't pay him well um but because he's in more of these movies his quote can drop because these movies are less are not successful and the more of them he does the less he's the guy from Greece or the guy from Blowout or Pulp Fiction, the more he's just the action guy. We're seeing the man wither away. Yeah. Before so he's like stuck in this endless toilet bowl cycle of decreasing values, and he has just got to, you know, get out of it. But when Natsumori comes out. Yeah, that's his, uh, it's his career revival. He's going to have a late... I'm telling you, one when we're going to be so glad... Um, when Travolta has the late stage blossom in a few years, it's gonna happen. Is that that's the name of the new era? The late stage blossom. The late stage blossom. That's what I'm gonna call it. Um, okay, so I, I'm gonna just kind of go through things that happen. Yes. So we're introduced to Shelby and Trey, who are brothers, mm-hmm. but by Shiloh Fernandez and Kevin Dillon. Yes, Johnny Drama himself from Entourage. Yes. Um, this is now the second Entourage person we've talked about. On this show, they're both oxy addicts. Yes, they're both oxy addicts. Um, and Trey, who is like out of a job or something, has a plan to, to rob, rob a o- pain center. Yeah, like an oxy. like an oxy clinic. Yeah, or, or just just a clinic that is pain known, clinic. Yeah, that is known for prescribing oxy to people who don't need it. Yeah, pill mills. And yeah, pill mill and the mob like you know funnels uses it. it, funnels money through it. Yeah. Uh, so he decides he's going to rob that um, and drags his brother into it. Yeah. Who's got a uh, wife and a daughter. He's got a, who's got a wife and a daughter, Ashley Benson and Tia DiMartino. Shocked it's not Ella Blue. Um, I know, right? Well, she's now like in her 20s. Yeah, that's fair. So like, I don't know, that might be a little weird. 20-year-old daughter still living with you. Daddy. 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 Papa. Why'd you sell me drugs? <laughs> because you need them, princess. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate you. And uh, I hate this podcast. <laughs> I hate what I've become. <laughs> um, so they they did do it. They robbed the clinic. Yeah. And the guy in the back, who's not the doctor, who's not because the, there's the doctor and there's a secretary that they first approach. Yeah. They knock out the doctor and they push the secretary away, who both run away. Yeah. Unscathed. They're fine. But then they break down a door, immediately shoots one of the guys dead. And there's yeah. a second guy in there who works for the mob. And he's like, you guys are making a mistake. Yeah, so I'm going to chase you down gonna, and kill you. I'm going to kill you guys. So they shoot him in the shoulder. Yeah. And then take all the... And then they take money Shelby is trying the, to take only the money. And then Trey, Trey grabs the oxy as well. Yeah, he grabs, he grabs the oxy. So then they run out of the store. They get in their car and they're being chased by yeah. more mob guys that are driving a truck. Yeah. 
Travolta, who at this point... Well, no, we, we cut to Travolta, who's taking a whiz in a field yeah, uh, somewhere, and he's just like, I don't know nothing about life. What's going on here? And then he gets like a dispatch call. He's like, there's a shootout! Yeah. There's people dead in the road! He's like, I don't know nothing about that. He, he sort of wiggles it off a little bit, makes sure all the drops are done, zips up his pants, gets yeah. in his truck, and then flies on to the scene yeah. of the crime. And every time... You just did, that. You just did that in action. Yeah, I know, I know. Every time we cut to Hector Travolta, he's just like, oh, God, damn! Oh, he's like, oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! What is going on? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> just, he's, he gets embroiled in this police chase. Yeah. Um, and then because we've set up at the beginning of the movie that Travolta is the best shot in the world with how he shot that deer, yes. he pulls out his little revolver and pops off two shots and kills both the driver and the passenger of the mob car. But rather than call it into his own like He lights the truck on fire. fire to... And then he's like, truck's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, trucks on fire. Who better better let and that? And the thing is, like the implication, burn. The implication here is clearly like that. He's just he's he's like kind of a cop who does. He's kind of not a crooked cop necessarily, but somewhat plays dirt. by his own rules. Yes, but the thing is, I don't see like why he had to cover this up. Right, they were shooting at him. Right, and he doesn't do anything else in the movie that further implies yeah. that he's a cop that goes by his own rules. Well, the very end does, but that's it. The very end does, but yeah. it, that's the point. It's the yeah. very end. Yeah, there's no like, point in the. Just, middle it, where there's an old man witness and he just punches the yeah. shit out of the old man it's like tell me where the drugs are like you know like that would be one yeah. thing and it's clear that they only did this lighting the truck on fire things they get they do get an admittedly cool shot of Travolta through the back window of a car standing silhouette with the burning truck there to step back broader subject there's a lot of like almost really yeah. cool shots almost to step back even further there are a lot of almost cool things in this movie yeah, this movie almost consistently is almost coming close to making a point mm-hmm. in several scenes, or like almost being like, "There's an idea behind this shot here," and then it just the scene ends, or like, "There's an idea." They're kind of poking at an idea with the scene. Um, I don't want it to just get like thrown in. I mean, it is getting thrown in, but not like of the same ilk as your Paradise Cities or you know. Um, trading Paint. Yeah. A movie I remember nothing about. Neither do I. Shania Twain was in it. I know that. There's a talk about a crocodile at some point. Something like Bites that. Bites a dude's arm off, I think. Yeah. Something like that. I think so. Oh, it's Kevin Dunn's arm, right? I think That's so. Right. I think so. But it's not quite as, like, empty as that. It's not, you know. It's got a little bit of girth to it. Yeah, there's, like, some some energy occasionally. There's yeah. a pulse behind the camera every now and again. But it's important to know that it all falls flat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it builds up, but then falls flat. Yeah. It never sticks. It does No single scene, in my opinion, sticks any landing. Yeah. No, absolutely not. It consistently drowns in its own mediocrity. If this movie um, even had one scene that stuck its landing, one scene, like it, it bumped the movie up a few points for me. Yeah. But um, it doesn't need it to do does that. It does not do that. Yeah. Um, and it's more disappointing when you're like, there's like occasionally things in this movie that are almost a thing. It's definitely shot digitally. Yes, but they put like fake green and you know contrast like in it, like film graininess to it. Yeah, it looks really un like it doesn't look good. Yeah, it's not. But it's another of those things where it's like you can tell there's an idea, right? In the way that they're coloring, and you're like, they made a choice to do this. Yeah, right. There's a it very didn't work. There's a clear color scheme choice with Travolta that he's not wearing red, but he's surrounded by red backgrounds. And then at the end of the movie, he's wearing red surrounded by like white or not red backgrounds. That makes sense. Yes. 
I don't know. It sounds like it again. That point doesn't stick its landing either. But you can tell someone had an idea about something. So it gives a little. Bit someone of, had an idea. Someone had an idea. Don't know who that person is. My goodness. Do I better. Mean, try Nicholas Maggio. Uh, so then, yeah, they, they rob the drugstore, they get away from the mob because Travolta kills them, and then they're like, we need to lay low, and then the hitman finds them yeah, right away. hitman played by Stephen Dorff, who looks like Kevin Dillon, and really threw me off right away. Yeah. Um, Stephen Dorff, who we talked about with Paradise City, mm-hmm. um, never forget, um, comes into the movie as a clear Anton Sugar-like. Yes. Um... It's trying so hard to be Anton Sugar from No Country for Old Men, but the problem is, is like, first of all, he's not as, like... Because he does this thing in the movie where he he asks people a lot of questions about what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah. Do you have a kid? What do they want to be when they grow up? And it's almost kind of like his, like, litmus test for people. Yeah. And Similar he's... to, like, Anton Sugar and No Country for Old Men where he's like, how much have you ever lost in a coin toss? Yeah. It's sort of that sort of overlap that doesn't really Yeah, he's trying, like... The the thing is, Anton Chigurh, played by Javier Urban, is one of the best performances ever. Yes. And this is Stephen Dorff in an action movie. <laughs> and no disrespect to Stephen Dorff. There's no disrespect to Stephen Dorff. It's a little disrespect to Stephen Dorff. It's just like, it's, it's rude to try and do that in well, this movie. Do you think he had a choice? Well, not on his end. Right. It's I mean, like, it gets, it's easily written and yeah. directed to look like that. Because, you know, he keeps, the first time we meet him is he's in the, is he's in a diner. And the waitress comes over and he's like, he puts a $1 and a $20 bill on the table. And he's like, one of these is going to be your tip, depending on the answer to the question I'm about to ask. She's like, and he, well, firstly, he asked multiple questions, mm-hmm. which I think should automatically give her the 20. Yes. Because she went above and beyond. Yeah. Um, but the questions, he's like, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, She's like, I, I told my mom I wanted to be a horseback rider. And he's like, do you have a kid? Or he's like, how long have you worked at this as a waitress? And he's, she's nine like, nine years. years. And he's like, do you have a daughter? Yes. What does she want to be when she goes a dancer? And he's like, hmm. And he leaves $11. A 10 and a 1. What does that mean? What is like, does she answer like half of what he was worth to him? Like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know either. It's like one half of that. You're either a whole person or not a person. Like, I, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what it's trying to say with that. Yeah. Again, um, builds up to what could it's only be a, half satisfied with her answers. Yeah, well that's well that's the whole point of the scene is I'm half satisfied with the scene. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like like it's building up to what it could have been a really good point because imagine he pulls out a one in a twenty, and then he asks her these questions. He's like, okay, so which one did I win? None of them, and kills her. Like yeah. you know, like that's at least something. Yeah, right. Or if he had even just left the the twenty or the one. Yeah. That tells you enough about this character. Right. But leaving the 11 does not quite work. No, it doesn't tell you anything about um, the character. And so um, he he immediately finds them. Yeah. The hitman immediately finds the two brothers. He, and he kills Kevin Dillon. Yeah. Um, and gets the money back from and, Shelby. Yes. And he uses Shelby because he like essentially like holds Shelby's like wife and daughter hostage. Yeah. He says he has a guy hanging out near their house and they'll kill the daughter and the wife if. If he doesn't help him. Yeah. Like get rid of all the witnesses. Because there, there's the secretary and the doctor in the pill mill yeah. who are going around talking is what we hear. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, John Travolta is being like the world's worst cop about yeah. this whole thing. Uh, we're all figure out what's going on. <laughs> 
the problem, the thing is, this movie is an hour and 51 minutes long. Yeah. We are about to be done summarizing the plot. Yeah. Because the next hour and like 20 minutes of the movie are just Did Shelby hanging out with Steven Dorff. They go around killing people. They go around, they kill the secretary, they kill the doctor. Travolta shows up late every time. It's like, oh, god damn. At one point, his um, truck doesn't even start. Yeah, his truck doesn't start. He's the worst cop. That's all that happens in this movie. Right. Can you think of any other plot point? Well, besides then, like, them going to the mob to, like, return the money. Yeah. And that's when, like, Stephen Dorff tells Shelby, it's like, your your wife and family, your, your wife and daughter are going to be waiting for you there. Yeah. And it's the classic thing. Well, he, do- he doesn't, s- he says they'll be waiting for you um, when when we're done. When we're done. They're safe. Some, yeah, they're safe. Because he says, like, I don't kill innocent people. Yeah. Is your stand okay? Yeah, I accidentally, I loosened it by accident. Okay, a little fidgety? Yeah. Okay. Something on your mind? No, you shut the window and it's getting a little hot. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's honestly the answer to the question. Well, that's why I shut the window. Um, So, yeah, Steven Dorff and Shelby go meet the mob because they're going to return the money. Yeah. And everything's going to be forgiven and done, so to speak. Yeah. When they get there... The mob boss guy, who I'm not even gonna look up who the actor is who plays him. It's just old man McGee. Old man McGee with a fedora, you know. Robert Miano. <sighs> you could have said Walter White, I would have believed you. Like, um, he's like, Did you tell him? Tell me what? No, I didn't tell him. You should tell him. Tell me what? Like, and eventually you find out he is gonna kill him there. And he and he's like, You said you didn't kill innocent people. It's like, Yeah, I did. And then he shoots him. And then he shoots him. And then you're not innocent. They had a whole debate about yeah the ethics of I, meaninglessness which, in the world, which I tuned out entirely. Yeah, I had a hard time tracking what was going. The thing is, folks, if you're like, this does not seem like an hour and fifty minutes of material for a movie, you would be correct. Yeah, that's why we just went through this so quick because the middle hour and twenty minutes are just nothing happening. Yeah, and so then Stephen Dorff goes back to his car, but then he gets a conscience. Because then he opens up his trunk, gets out his shotgun, and pop, pumps shells into the entire mob guys yeah. tr- who are trying to bury Shelby at this point. Yeah. So then, so Stephen Dorff kills the entire mob folks out of yeah. there. And then he He's a changed leaves. man. He's a changed man. And then he goes to... The well, wife and daughter are Well, safe. first he goes back to the... Yeah, the wife and daughter... I don't think they were ever even kidnapped. Because I thought that they killed them. No, the, the implication yeah. seems to be Dorff was kind of bluffing the whole time. Yeah. About endangering them. Uh, I didn't clock that. I think that's I the idea. Clock that. Okay. I thought, uh, yeah, because I was confused. After. I thought, that, like, oh, they killed them. And I was yeah. like, oh, this movie's going to get juicy. And it doesn't yeah. get juicy. Um, so Because the wife and daughter are still alive and they're totally fine. The next thing I'm going to say, Jeff, and you tell me if there's anything I'm missing, is he goes to their house. Well, first he goes back to the diner and leaves a $100 tip. Right. He's a changed man. He's a changed man. He's generous He's now. generous now. He goes to Shelby's house where his wife and daughter aren't there, um, and he drops off like a set of keys that has like a keychain that belonged to Shelby. Walks out of the house, looks at the yard, and he gets shot in the head with a sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. And we just see an empty shell casing in the woods getting picked up by an old man hand wearing like a red sleeve shirt. That bolt that we know as the audience belongs yeah. to John Travolta. Yes, and that's the mo- that's, that's the end. Of the that's movie. the end of the movie. Uh, well, they play a, a sad cover of "House of the Rising Sun" at one point. Yeah, there is a house in New Orleans. They call 
because the mob is from New Orleans. Yeah. Um, not a good movie. Not a good movie. I I truly assure you, folks, that is the plot of the movie. Don't need to see it. There's really nothing else in that middle hour. Don't spend fifteen dollars to watch this hmm. movie. Travolta finally, you know, gets his vengeance or like establishes himself as law in the town. I don't even know what his arc is. He's sad at the beginning. He's sad at the end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got any yeah. uh, post text? I mean, the movie came out. Clearly, we watched it. Yeah. Um. The thing that is very funny. Yes. Um. Is this maybe Travolta's best movie? Of the year? But what's that mean? Um, it got a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, so still rotten. Yeah, but let me run through Travolta's recent um, oeuvre. It's his best review movie since 2016. Yes. In 2016, he had In a Valley of Violence, which got 78% on Rotten Tomatoes on his average. Yeah. And, you know, I want to I just emphasize it every time we talk about this. Rotten Tomatoes, I understand how it works. It is not an average of the quality of the reviews. It's a quality of it's an average of yes or no. It's a binary. Yes. Um, but still, it is a good metric for seeing the percentage of critics who liked the movie. Yes. Um, In a Valley of Violence got seventy eight percent. Gotti got zero percent. Speed Kills got zero percent. Training Pain got zero percent. The Poison Rose got zero percent. The Fanatic got fourteen percent. Paradise City got eight percent. Die Hard the movie got forty three percent, and this got forty six percent. It is now at, actually. Wow. Um, it's his best room movie in seven years. Fuck. If you discount in the Valley of... Oh, actually, no. The, the, there's no reason to do that. But he's not the reason this movie is 46%. Let's be no. very clear. But just in terms of him being the main poster of this movie. Yeah. This is like the highest quality movie he's been. And the thing is, I actually kind of agree with that. Yeah. I maybe say Die Hard is maybe a little better. Um, but... Yeah, I'd, I'd agree Die Hard in the sense yeah. of Travolta's performance. No, this movie's still like a 4 out of 10. It's not good. I don't... Yeah, I'd say 3 or 4. I'm, gonna, I'm going with the 4. Um, so. But yeah, that, that's, that's the movie. It came out. It's on VOD if you really want to watch it. Um, there's no reason to. Mm-mm. Um, if you were someone who saw it in theaters, you know, shout out to you. I respect you. I don't. <laughs> I don't respect you. Um, do you know what Travolta's highest review movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes is? Uh, yes. Pulp Fiction? Nope. Hairspray? No. Grease? No. Blah? No. What? Carrie. Oh, sure. Yeah. The highest, Travolta's highest average Rotten Tomatoes movies are Carrie, Hairspray, Face Off, Pulp Fiction, Get Shorty, Blowout, Saturday Night Fever. Face Off is higher than Pulp Fiction. Hilariously, yes. Well, yeah. actually, they're both at ninety-two percent. They're three. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Face Off is just alphabetically first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm just. Yeah, so No, it's totally fine. So fucking dumb. I think we're done with okay. this episode. Uh, Anything else? No you Any final thoughts? I have no hope for this guy to have a comeback, but if or when he does. We will, will be here to talk about we, it. Uh, yes, we will be here to talk about it, and hopefully have a okay time doing that. Yeah, here I'm. I'm. Let me double check his. Yeah, his upcoming projects are Cash Out, Cash Out Two, High Rollers, The Shepherd, That's Amore, and Assassination. Yeah. 
a series of movies I am thrilled hear you thrilled that we get to talk about coming out are you as thrilled are you just as thrilled as me Mr. Wayne I'm very thrilled of course um, yeah uh, thank you so much for listening please remember to rate, review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on uh, tune in next week for back to Fraser we'll be talking about the nut job joined by Francis Hutchison um, please um, check us out on whatever platform you want we're on Spotify Podcast Google Podcast and YouTube pop into our reddit r slash travolting um, at travolting pod twitter instagram blue sky and threads we are now on blue sky and threads what's blue in sky anticipation of twitter's collapse what, if is, that, what is blue sky I will explain blue sky to you when we are done recording um, because there's no reason for me to document that on this podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, at Jeff W. Sweeney on Twitter for me, if you're interested. I'm also on Blue Sky. Same thing. Um, Stuart, anything you want to plug? Uh, nope. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's a uh, special thanks as always to Rebecca Johnson for the graphic design, Michael Van Bodegum Smith for the theme music. Um, and that's it. Music's taking you out now. It's the old one. But um, talk to you next week for The Nut Job. Enjoy it. Have a good week.